theme song. The Hello Kitty thing. Like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why it gets so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up kitchy kitchy goo means that I love you. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. Uh, my I am your host, Brad, and this is my co-host, the artist formerly known as Pink. Hello, also known as Seth. Um, and tomato, we, tomato. Okay, okay. Okay. Don't you say tomato? Yeah. It's tomato. <laughs> it's tomato. <laughs> it's we can, no, we're not doing this. Um, hello, guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of Back to the Point. Uh, I think we should do that. I think that should be what the whole episode is, is just us discussing why it's called tomato. You mean why it's called tomato? Why it's called tomato, tomato I mean. Tomato, because not I'm tomato. obviously right. It's not, it's not, it's not May, like May, it's May, wait, ah, I twisted my own tongue. <laughs> it's tomato. It's See, tomato. I've already won. Because... <laughs> It's, it's like, like Aunt May, tomato. No, it's like cool whip. <laughs> that didn't even. Okay, anyways. You gotta watch Family Guy. <laughs> I'm never gonna watch Family Guy. Fair enough. I am only two episodes away from the end of Rick and Morty season five, though. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the end of Peacemaker, and I no, was gonna be excited. I'm not gonna watch Peacemaker. You will. I won't. You will. Are you really gonna waste yeah. nine seasons of Dexter yeah. on one season of Peacemaker? Might wait until it's two seasons. I thought you were going to do uh, Full It'll, Metal. I was going to do Full Metal, but it was honestly just like, I just want to get you into anime more. And I'm, let's be honest, I'm going to get you into yeah, anime you'll do that no anyways. matter what. So I might wait until it's two seasons, until after the second season of Peacemaker comes out, which is confirmed, by the way. Yeah, I did see that. And then, because um, it'll take me a while to get catch up with Dexter. so It's going to take you like a year. That's I genuinely mean, how long I expect. If I, I expect. genuinely wanted to, I'd be done within like the week. I know, but you don't want to, and I know <laughs> yeah. that, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. I think we should make that like a real thing. Like after that, we should just do another one. Oh yeah, I want to keep going. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Okay, so um, there was a new Doctor Strange trailer. Yes. There was obviously the one that came out immediately after um, No Way Home, mm-hmm. which, dude, I loved that one. That was so great. But this just blew the waters even more and destroyed the internet xavier but no we'll get it we'll get into that so one first things first that is the illuminati isn't it confirmed i don't i don't know it's not confirmed it's just like that is the prevailing there's theory. no other like thing. yeah it's basically like this has to be the illuminati what else could it be uh my second note is Profe- professor x question mark he's deaf that's that's him well, he has, uh, Patrick Stewart has come out and said, like, people have been doing imitations of my voice uh, since I started on the acting scene 60 years ago. Do so. you know who else said something similar to that? Andrew uh, Garfield. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds, apparently. Do you believe that one? I don't know. Do you believe Deadpool is in this movie? I believe he might, like, make one, like, second cameo while they're going through the universes or something. Because in the trailer, you can see them, like, kind of turn to what if art style, which no, means the world. It's not what if art style. It's just straight up. Um, 2D animation because that what if art style is not 2D it's like weird I know but like there's a shot in the trailer where they go to what if like whenever they're like he's like whenever they're like cut up and they're like in pieces you mean right but before that yeah that's not what if that's just an animation oh it's like 2D animation it's like it almost looks like Rick and Morty animation all right well I thought it looked like what if but yeah tomato tomato but um what is oh yeah the Deadpool thing is like 
people have been going on and on about that and going like, oh, sounds very familiar, like Andrew Garfield. And we have a new werewolf or something. But the whole like idea behind this is there's a shard in the poster that's like very minuscule and it kind of looks like a picture of Deadpool from mm-hmm. the video games, but also not really. So it's just kind of a thing of like, this seems like a stretch. I don't think he's in it. Um, I do think Captain Carter will be in it because her shield can be seen in the poster as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that almost feels like a confer- confirmation. Yeah, they're definitely like this is going to wrap straight into what if. Yeah. Like it's going to have That's a direct fair. link. I'm I'm excited for that. That sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, me too cuz a lot of people didn't watch what if mm-hmm. cuz they just were like I don't really care for the and I was just like, well, it's not important now, but it might be later cuz like Alyssa didn't watch it. Mm. And she like refuses to. Jamie hasn't watched it really. He's like watched what one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. He needs to watch it all. Everyone does. If yeah, you're watch be, MCU. I think that was definitely one of the things going into the TV shows is like, are these things that we have to watch or are these things that, you know, we can kind of skip? And it's like, no, no, you're going to need to watch these sort of things. Well, they confirmed like right after Loki that what if was following the events of Loki. So like, it was already supposed to be canon, just not to our universe, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So um, who's the glowing person? Who do you think it is? It's not Captain Marvel. That is a person of color. So. Yeah, it's either. I think it's Maria. Marie Rambo. That's what I think. As Captain Marvel. You think it's like a different universe? Yeah. Okay. I could get behind that. Because why would our universe have those powers? She's also dead. Rambo? Maria Rambo. Oh, you're talking about the mom. It looks like the mother. It doesn't look like Monica. You are right. Now that I think with, I was thinking Monica. I was like, Monica's not dead. No, No. you're right. You're right. I'm thinking it's Maria and it looks like an alternate universe version. Some people just keep saying that that is Tom Cruise's Tony Stark because there's like another version of the trailer where and people are like, it's clearly a different person. I'm like, they both look pretty much the same, man. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're like, people will stretch so much. I do think Tom Cruise uh, Iron Man is in this a hundred percent like the Illuminati for me confirms that because it's like he would absolutely be the that Illuminati's Iron Man um, and I'm it'd be a great callback yeah but I think that person specifically is Maria Rambo and cool <laughs> or it could be what's that one what's who's the hero um, she's in the jean jacket and has a star on the back America Chavez do you think it could be her or is her She's, power just basically jumping between dimensions? I'm not really... I don't know a lot about America Chavez. Could be her, but uh, that looks so different. She looks like she is in some sort of armor. Mm-hmm. And America looks like she's just in a, a jacket. She is in this movie. Like, we see her. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, and the last thing I have on this is... Is Wanda the villain? Yes. Yeah. I am so certain. I don't think it's going to be like, it's a villain I have to defeat, though. I think it's going to more be, it's a villain we have to sympathize with. And that's going to be like the plot is like turning her back. Yeah. And I think, um, I think putting one of our former or one of our heroes as the villain is not a new thing. Um, Mm -hmm. In Civil War, it was Tony. He was the villain of that story because he's absolutely wrong yeah and, and there's there's actually a new, a new argument about that apparently oh god yeah i don't even yeah. do i want to know no because he's wrong <laughs> well i guess the point of that movie is it's a political discussion you get to have sides well the argument is 117 countries backed this up and captain america basically just went no i know better but the that argument is debunked immediately by the fact that 
in the movie that he just ended less than like six months ago in yeah. in the universe. Yeah. He just trusted the government and got screwed to all hell. That's what makes that movie so great is like as a story, you're right. It is Captain America that's in the right. But for realistic sake, Tony's coming from the right place. And yeah. like it would be the what should happen because no, we shouldn't be trusting this private organization of super powered people that we don't know what their ideas are or their motives. But we're watching a movie and we're like, we trust Captain America because we've seen his journey mm-hmm. and sort of thing. And we know Tony's a bad person. <laughs> well, and Tony, the main reason Tony's for it is because he created Ultron. He caused all that massive mm-hmm. mayhem. And like, that's fair. I get it, pal. And like, yes, technically in a real life circumstance, he would be correct. His reasoning is, I think, isn't the right way to go, but I think it's believable, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, the idea of one of our heroes as a villain is not new, but I think this one's really great because it does show up Wanda as like, it's not painting her in like a good light. She she is going to be doing some bad things. What she did in WandaVision was bad. Mm-hmm. It was awful and not good. Like you can't really defend it. Like, yes, yeah, she had her reasons, but doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally down with this. I'm, I love it, man. I'm so excited for this. I'm still going to be rooting for her. <laughs> yeah, because like the, the quote she says where she's like, you did it and you became a hero. I did it and I became the villain. Mm-hmm. Like that just that's so accurate to how us, not us, but the fan base itself is like handling people but like Tony Stark versus Wanda or well, Captain always, Marvel versus Hulk. Like I, I've always been a Wanda shipper, so I don't. I, I'm with you. I, I'm on the same page. I, I'm on the same page. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of bigotry in it. Saying like Captain Marvel was too overpowered, yet you can have other people who guy characters like Doctor Strange, who also has a massive amount of power, mm-hmm. or like Captain Marvel is too cocky, and then you have Tony Stark, and then you're like, oh, but I'm mad at Wanda because she took over a town. Doctor Strange broke the universe. I feel like people do kind of forget the fact that like no Stephen Stephen's arrogant as hell and he doesn't know what he's doing he just thinks he does like he he's an idiot yeah but he's just so confident that he knows what's up and he's not Wong should be the sorcerer supreme yeah. like a hundred percent that was I the s- best part I saw that in, Sp- in the way home I was like good <laughs> as it should yeah yeah He's like, I love Wong. He's great. Yeah. So, but which there's a scene in the trailer that looks like Wong's about to die. I'm be pissed. They won't. They won't kill. Are you Wong. sure? Yeah. We thought that about Aunt May. They're not good. They're not gonna kill Wong. They killed Aunt May. Aunt May's different. Yeah. Aunt May held like some sort of emotional thing. I think with Wong, it's like he's kind of his own thing. He's That's not. True. He's not just someone else's supporting. Yeah, actor. I feel like he's his own thing. That's fair. He is pretty main character. Yeah. But um, I'm excited for this movie, man. Me too. I've been so excited. I've been excited for this movie like... A year. Yeah. Like way before uh, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited for this. It's going to be dope. And it's Sam Raimi. Yeah. And dude, that shot where he goes into Wanda's eye. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so fucking good. I can't wait, man. It's so great. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. Doctor Strange is going to break the whole universe again and <laughs> and, and, and uh, freaking Peter is just going to be like what the hell Cause I like, don't care he did all that and then he's just going to have to and they can't like change it because then that would defeat the purpose 
of I don't care. No Way Home. It's I fine. care. Poor Peter. I don't. Lost everyone he loves. Yeah, that's Peter Parker's life in every universe. Well, maybe he deserves a little better. Oh, he okay. deserves it, but he'll never get it. That's just sad. That's how it's been written for 80 years. I don't, it's not 80 years, but <laughs> since the 60s, yeah, it's so, been written that way. So. so 60 years. All right. Well, anyways, would you like to get to the topic? Oh, yeah, it has been 60 years. It has years. been 60 years. <laughs> that's so weird. I don't know why, but yeah. Would you like to get on topic of this week? Yeah, let's talk about Uncharted. We saw Uncharted this week. Last and, night, specifically. Yes, last night. And um, I think we should get into a spoiler-free review and just kind of talk about like some certain aspects of it and not really get into too much detail, just so if people want to see it, go see it. And then once we get into spoilers, stop we'll listening and then come back and everything like that. Um, I... I I don't think this is a good movie. I think it is the I, best live action video game movie I have ever seen, not counting Sonic. Well, I was going to say, I'm like, I haven't seen Sonic, but, I by, either. but by all accounts, um, it seems like Sonic is the one well, that Well, Sonic's that. definitely also, like the best, but this is the best so far. But besides also, what that. about uh, Detective Pikachu? This is as good as Detective Pikachu. Really? I'd say that. It's bold interesting that's that I, I i think i can and i own that and i own uncharted the, you bought the movie i own detective pikachu you said you own uncharted no i said i would own uncharted oh okay i was no, like i've not bought it yet. what <laughs> no it just came out bro i was gonna say um i think it was i i, oh. I, I do want to say i i did really enjoy this movie it's a fun ride it was it was a fun ride i also enjoyed how bad it was though <laughs> is the that's a me thing like i do love movies that are that's why i love batman v superman because that movie is dog shit but it's so fun to pick apart mm -hmm. um and that's kind of the case here it's like i love this and i'm gonna destroy it because it's so there's so much in that to destroy and I don't think it was as bad as you do, though. Let's talk about the action scenes. I thought they were really good. I thought they, they were, were fun. I, they were definitely fun. Um, I the we're not gonna get into like the ending uh, action scene no. as it is, but like the no, the action scenes are very fun. They're very cool, and I will say one thing about Tom Holland though, he seems like he's very vain. Elaborate just this whole movie is kind of like to boost his ego that he's a cool guy so you're saying tom holland as an actor not nate the character kind of yeah he, i don't well, know i think he took this role um because he most actors will actors read the script before they accept a movie i thoroughly believe that he is smart enough to read the script and go this writing is bad because the writing is bad the writing is god awful in this film and i don't just mean dialogue i mean plot the plot in this is I thought the plot was pretty no, the decent. Plot is bad. I'll get into it in spoilers. But um no he would have looked at this and gone it's bad, but I think he chose it because it's the brand name Uncharted. He wants to be Nate Drake because he's a fan of the games. And two, Nathan Drake is like this cool, suave guy that's he can, you know, like uh charm his way out of any situation and kind of just I think how he imagines Robert Downey Jr. is. <laughs> Yeah, I can see what you're trying to say. I think 
I think he took it because he just really wanted to play in Uncharted. Because he, he talked about it like 10 years yeah. prior. He was like, I'd love to be in that movie. That'd be mm-hmm. so cool. Da, 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 da. So like, I don't think it's that. And what I have to say about the whole plot thing is this whole movie, and I haven't played the video game, but this whole movie just felt like they ripped a video game plot and just shoved it in. I don't think they did it well. I think you're exactly. I don't think they added to it. No. I think they took the skeleton and just ran with it. I agree. But that never makes for a good thing because in the movie. well because video game plots are nowhere near as good as like movie or TV show plots. No, that's wrong. Video game plots are way better than movies and and TV show plots because they have more time to do it. But they don't transfer as well. No, they do not. That's, transfer what, that's well. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't. Trans- and it doesn't transfer great in this. I will say, but in. Anyways, we'll get into that. The plot, yeah, the writing and the plot, I think, is bad. The action scenes are fun. There is a particular one in a bar scene that's very... I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, and, yeah, the fi- the final battle is very... Uh, it's a fun sight to see, I'll say that. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. I thought that was very fun to... It, it seemed very much like something from the video games. That's what I'm saying. Like, it literally felt like they just ripped it right out of the game and went, We're now we're just going to make it real it's so interesting man because like you're saying that and you're saying that because you're like i think that's a great thing i'm saying i agree with that but i think that's because why it's a bad thing (laughs) yeah i can so um let's talk about performances so you think you've said you think tom holland like made this movie i think he carried this movie on his shoulders he's gonna need an ice pack i don't (laughs) like that may be true I don't think it was a amazing performance. No, but, but granted, it, it was I, the best one in the whole movie. I think it's the best one given the script he was he had. Um, I want to get into Mark Wahlberg's performance on this. He, a bit. he just wasn't fleshed out at all. He's a bad actor. I mean, I don't know about that. No, he is. Their banter Go was so fun, though. Anything else? Their banter no. was so fun. He's an idiot, and I I really don't didn't want Mark Wahlberg in this to be honest. I thought he was, fu- I mean, he wasn't great. He was definitely like my least favorite character because there was no depth to him, really. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, yeah, I searched for gold and I let anyone die. So that's that's that's, like, that's basically all he says the whole movie over and over. But that, again, that's still up to the writing. The performance of him alone is just kind of Mark Wahlberg of like, hey, I'm, I'm charming, right? And it's like, not really. He didn't have anything to work with, though. No, he had things to work with. Not really. He did. Tom Holland did. Nate had... Two times at least the amount of like characterization I don't than think, he did. I don't. You, why are you defending Mark Wahlberg? I'm not defending Mark Wahlberg. I'm saying the writing makes it him look worse than he was. Okay, but the writing for Nate was bad too, and like and Tom. But it Holland, was better than the writing for Sully. No, it was. They were both pretty bad, and like Nate and yeah, Nate was passable. It was believable. Of like, okay, he's having fun and also whatever. But yeah, for Mark Wahlberg's Sully, it was just like this sucks. Eh. Uh, I I, I liked him. I like, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was the most of the worst character. But he I didn't really care for awful. any of the other characters either. I liked Chloe. I did not like. She um, came out of nowhere. Eh. Um. But yeah, I, I. I don't know. I think I'm. I don't have too much to say about this for spoiler free. Um, I would like to get into the meat and bones of this, but it's... Um, I didn't like What's-Her-Face. The, what, the villain? The villain. Yeah, yeah. she's kind of she boring. She was boring as heck. Yeah. I didn't care what happened to her. I was really happy with what did mm-hmm. happen. I'm going to say, like, 
as a review for this without getting into spoilers it's like if you're wanting a good movie don't watch this if you're wanting a fun ride that you can also and maybe you like bad movies too go watch it it's pretty fun if you want to see national treasure and pirates of the caribbean have a baby and it be worse than both franchises watch this Agreed. I can definitely agree. <laughs> you see to what that. I mean? Yes. I think in that because that's like it is worse than National Treasure. National Treasure is a national treasure, no pun intended. It's of its time. Yes, but it's still good. Okay, <laughs> the second one's even better. I can't get into that, and I can't. We don't have the time to unload no, we all don't. of that. But, but I stand. You um, stand that for so many things. I do. You, I do want to. Oh, I should I should go off track. I'm going to go off track for a minute to a text that I received at work. I was at work and I was I was just like hyper fixating on this idea of I think Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin is the best villain ever. Oh, just yeah. ever. And then you didn't really care about this comment at all and just decided to go off on your own um, ideas and go, dude. I think Speed Racer is ahead of its time. And you gave me fucking whiplash. Like, I didn't know how to respond. I'm at work. And, like, I could, like, people were asking me questions. And I was like, I honestly can't answer those right now because I'm too, I don't know what's happening. You also said that this was def, this gave me whiplash for a second time. You said this is the best anime adaptation and it's not even anime. Were you high? No. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's back up here. A, we did talk about the villain thing. Speed Racer just came to mind. B, <laughs> you said, it I wasn't- said, I said Speed Racer is the closest we're ever going to get to a good anime type of adaption it's not anime and i know it's not anime but it's the closest you shouldn't say but it's the closest but it's the closest to like a live action anime type of movie we're gonna get that's actually gonna look and be fun and look good like it's it's only one that's actually like a good one because like death note was absolutely horrendous Mm -hmm. and like i mean there's other ones i haven't watched them but like it's the first one where it was like anime style CGI for a live action movie and it, it was, was done not well. Anime style though. That was that was not the intention for it. We're not going to get too much into that discussion cuz we'll we'll make our own thing on that. I, I but like that wasn't the intention for it to be anime style. That was just bad CGI. Um but anyways, yeah, I just wanted to like get into the fact that you will hit me with the craziest yeah, comments that randomly just, too. That randomly that just stunned me out of nowhere and yeah. leave me like I can't speak for a minute. I all I did was ask my coworkers. I was like, "Have you seen Speed Racer?" And because I wanted their opinion, I wanted to like talk to someone else about this because I knew you were just gonna be like, "Dude, this is a fantastic film." And I'm like, "It's I, so mm. fun. It's just like Uncharted. It's like there's bad aspects, although the plot of Speed Racer is way better." I might have to agree to that. I haven't, I haven't watched that. The plot. Here's the thing. The plot. Let's not and get the it. Acting I don't is, want to get yeah, into okay. this too much. We yeah, will yeah. do our own. We should thing review that it. at some point. We, we'll do something on that. I told you. But so look forward to that. But for the spoiler free of Uncharted. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a good film. But if you're wanting a fun ride or something like that, go watch it. It is that. And I do want to get into the box office of this. It's um, so this movie had a budget of one hundred and twenty million. Mm hmm. And as of right now, it has made 139 million. I thought it made like 370. No. Oh. It's made 139 million. It is one of the biggest box office of this year, which as a post-pandemic era for movies, that's a 
really good thing. That's kind of how they judge things now. So this will most definitely get a sequel. That being said, as in terms of uh, a profit, this is not close to a profit at all. Um, the general rule with a movie is whatever the budget is, you need to double that because mm-hmm. that's mostly what they spent on the marketing. So they spent $240 on this movie and it has made a hundred and almost 140. So they have lost money on this, but a lot of people have lost money on their movies. And the fact that it is one of the biggest box off, or it might be the biggest box office opening of the year. That being said, it's February and the Batman hasn't come out yet. So, um, the Batman's going to break the box office. Oh, the Batman's going to just crush. I'm, I'm so excited for it. Man. Me too. I'm going to go see it the Saturday after it comes out. I think Yeah, I will say I'm, I'm not against getting a sequel to this. Neither. Because one, I it's think it's a fun ride. Even if it's bad, I feel like I'm just this could be a franchise where I'm like this is just fun to hate on. And or they could like do the do the Fast and Furious thing where it's like No. N- not that. Maybe that that's extreme. Maybe not 13 movies. No, I don't mean that. But I just where they they look at the first one, they went, this was really bad. What if we actually did it good? Because <laughs> as the Fast and Furious, well, the first Fast and Furious was good, but the best one straight in the middle, it's five. Yeah, that's when it like got good again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I just mean like they kind of, maybe they'll take a minute and like look at it with different eyes, fresh eyes and mm-hmm. go like, hey, what if we did this well? <laughs> like for real. And actually wrote a good script. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get into spoiler free this or not. I mean, spoiler. This is spoiler. I have so many things to say about. Yeah, why, I saw your big ass note on your phone, dude, bro. That's not even about like the plot. That's just um, the production of this, which we can get into if you want to. We can start no, with that. whatever you want to start with, my dude. I'm going to let you guide this one. Let's get into because um, I did. I wanted to know a lot of the um, the production of this because this has been a long time coming. This movie started in 2008, the production began. Are you serious? Yeah, this movie has been, or like they've been trying to get it moving for 14 years. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. That's longer than Incredibles 2 took. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, Mark Wahlberg was cast as Nathan Drake in 2010. Mm-hmm. And then so, he got aged out of it. Yeah, that's what happened. So that's why he is Sully in this movie, because they... W- we're like you cannot play Nate, but we can give you Sully. But they, but also he was not. He's not really a good fit for Sully. Mm-hmm. One, he looks nothing like Sully. Sully has always been like a white-haired, mustachioed gentleman kind of a guy, um, and this is not him. This is a fifty-year-old oh, meat. Bag. I thought he was in his forties, like even younger. Let's look up Mark Wahlberg. I'm, I'm wondering how old. Well, I think Nate's he's in his twenties. Yeah, he's like 25, 26. Well, and Brandon brought that up. He was just like, I just mean they Mark aged Wal- them down. I, no, I don't mean about in the movie. I mean about Mark Wahlberg because he looks, he still feels like how old yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he looks like he's in his 50s, but. He's 50 years old. Yeah, he he feels like a 50-year-old, even though he is in amazing shape. I will give him that, but yeah. he, he looks like a 50-year-old meatbag. And some of the lines in this are like, um. I, I got a bad ankle, kid. I can't be running like this. And I'm like, you are fitter than any 50-year-old on the planet. You're fine. Shut up. Um, 
But back to the production side of this. So, yeah, he was cast in 2010 as uh, Nathan Drake. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, he aged out of it. The first director for this uh, left to do Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I put in parentheses, uh, he left to do a better movie. Uh, which is yeah, Silver Lines playbook is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's one of my like really go-to rom coms. Mm-hmm. Uh, second director left to do Divergent, a lateral move. Um, eh. Yeah, it's a lateral move. It I wasn't feel. a good film franchise though. Neither is this. Not so, <laughs> not so far. <laughs> this is better than Divergent. Mm. Uh, but get this: the third director left to do Baywatch, a worse movie. <laughs> Baywatch though is so fun. Dude, that one wasn't even fun. That one was just. Then you didn't watch it for the right cringy. reasons. That's I, why I can't do cringe. That's why I don't like The Office. I don't like The Office either. I don't do cringe, and that movie is cringy as hell. I didn't think I'd like Baywatch. Alyssa made me watch it. I really enjoy it. It's a bad movie, and this was a and it was he should have stayed on this movie or something. Um. Nathan Fillion was the fan favorite cast and ended up portraying Nathan Drake in a fan made film. Um, so that was one of the things, I guess. So um, Mark Wahlberg was kind of the official choice. And whether I don't know what the case was of like if they were going to use him or when they made the choice to cast him as um, Sully, but he was pretty much always going to be in this movie. And for Nathan Fillion, I guess this was just what the fans wanted. He wanted to do it. Um, whoever was directing at the time, um, someone came up to him and was like, are you going to cast Nathan Fillion? And they were like, uh, no, I don't know who that is. And uh, so it just never kind of became a thing. But he made a fan film, which I haven't watched it. I'd like to watch it. Mm-hmm. It's probably, I would imagine, pretty good. I'd, have you seen that Power Rangers fan made film? No. Dude, that's so good. Really? It's like gritty and weird and crazy. Like the original Red Ranger's back and he's gone evil. Oh. It's crazy good. They'll never make it. Um, this was like before that Power Rangers one, the mm-hmm. Saban one that came out. Um, what else do I have? The The movie has lost money. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got that. Uh, but it's currently the highest box office of the year and will most likely get a sequel. So that's just the production stuff of that. And that's a lot. Um, I that's not even getting into it. The first director, I don't have the name on me at the moment. He like wrote the script. And then whenever he left the project, uh, the second director was like, we're doing a full rewrite of the movie. And, and uh, it still was bad. And that wasn't the one that they went with either because uh, whenever like each director, whenever a new director came on, they just scrapped the previous script and did a new thing. And so by the time they got this current director, Ruben, I believe, or something, um, they, he didn't even write it. They were just like, we're going to get new writers and they're going to write for you. Just worry about directing it. And um, yeah, I want to get into the, the writing of this so much. The plot. Be my guest. Uh, the plot specifically. Would you say it's fair to say that this is also a heist movie? Yeah. Yeah. I Th- thought it was. I thought that was the point. Yeah. These are not good heists. <laughs> it was a fun heist. They're not. They're. I feel like I could have found those ships. Genuinely. It wasn't super hard, was it? No. In retrospect, I genuinely believe that I could have found those ships. And so if uh, the question is, if I could find those ships, the compass thing, could you have figured that out? 
Yeah, you know why? Because it's completely important. It's not important. You know why? You know that it's going to be in that general area. So you take a speedboat and you go looking around for a cave that looks like the picture on the map because it's they literally the same. That. Dude, we were both laughing our asses off yeah, whenever that showed up that was because so it was funny. so ridiculous. It was just like, why do you need the compasses? Just be like, oh, hey, there's a cave that looks like that on the map and there's a cave that looks exactly the literally, same. Literally, like the curve and everything. It was so funny. You and don't need the compass thing. No. You don't need the two crosses that meet together to be like, oh, it's like, that's where it is. It's just like there. Just just find it. It's literally written on the map. I'll give you this. That was a very easy treasure hunt. Yeah. So <laughs> all I had to do was find that map, which is in the salt room. And by the way, I can definitely do that because you need a second person though no well yes that's where you come in you're my second man i trust you more than i trust mark Wahlberg. that's so so fair so it's like we steal the two keys which seems i mean i don't know about the one that chloe had because they didn't show us that they just told us about it that's always a great thing in movies she said she like picked it up somewhere or something yeah that's always a great thing in movies tell don't show and um but for the, the sarcasm, but we can probably get it. Like, I think we could probably come up with something to get it, especially if I know we can do what they did to get the other key, because the idea for a heist movie, a good one is um, you've watched the flash, right? Yeah. You know, um, Mr. Freeze's thing where mm-hmm. he's like, make a plan, execute the plan, uh, expect the plan to go wrong, improvise. That's technically how you write a heist for anything like TV yeah. show, movie, because once um, it doesn't go to plan, that's where things get interesting. People want to see that improvising. That is how the Mission Impossible movies have been going for years and why yeah. they're good heist movies. And this movie. Same with like Fast and Furious. That's why it keeps going. Yeah, yeah. That's a different thing. They, <laughs> but it, but like, no, it, it adapt- does that aspect of they improvise at the end. They adapted something else. But. Um, Mission Impossible is a better example. It was, but like but, I just related in my mind to it. But um, for this movie, they do that. But the improvising is just, it's just really simple stuff. Like, so Tom Holland has to create a diversion at this auction mm-hmm. so that Sully can then steal the um, key while nobody is paying attention. That's a standard... Uh, like theft it's there are many ways to do it and make it interesting but this way was he was tom holland was going to cut the power he's interrupted so he can't do that so he then swings on some chandeliers and i never really felt like he was in danger by the way i thought he could have fell i didn't think that that would have been that bad even if he did could have broken something they're never gonna break something I know, but yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you have to actually believe they're in danger. And I would have been like, no, he's going to fall and then maybe have a limp for about two steps and then he runs fine mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of a thing. So I never believed that he was in danger. So that's like you got to add some element of danger there. I know you haven't seen the Mission Impossible movies, but the fourth one, everything goes wrong and everything goes wrong to the point where it's like, hey, um, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise, we're going to need you to climb on the outside of a skyscraper that's 100 stories up. And it's like, oh, I believe he's in danger now mm-hmm. with like sticky gloves where it's like, do they work? It's like, I think so. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. Like, that's the thing where it's like, OK, this is a good heist film. But this is like, oh, he's so Tom Holland, I don't believe is really in any danger. 
And then Mark Wahlberg, he, but he does create the distraction. He does his job, right? So that everybody's distracted looking at that. And then Mark Wahlberg decides to execute his plan, which is um, steal it while everyone is distracted. And his plan for doing that is put on a new coat and say, hey, buddy, I got this. And it works. Why does that work? I can absolutely do that. I can absolutely go put on a jacket and go, hey, man, I got this. Don't worry. Why didn't they question it? Why is it that simple? And then there's a part in his part of the heist where something goes wrong, but he where like the villain what's her name joe or something yeah she like puts her karambit i know it's a karambit i'm a i like knives that's a karambit she puts it to his throat and is like give me the case and then some other security guys show up and he just goes hey she's trying to steal the case and so she fights them and he just walks away and i'm like this is the easiest heist i've ever seen i can do this heist if you're doing a heist in a movie it should never be a heist that the audience thinks they can do that's fair. So I believe, I genuinely believe that we can get those keys. If we can get those keys, then we can do the whole thing with getting into the salt room. Mm-hmm. Once we get to into the salt room, we get the map. Once we have the map, we just look for the cave that looks exactly like the picture shown. Oh, by the way, the finding the church. That was another dumb thing. That was easy as hell. That was so like... Tom Holland figured it out. So fast. No, Tom Holland. Nate figured it out. No, let's so call fast. Him Tom Holland. I'm calling him Tom Holland. Okay, Tom figured it out instantly. Yeah. He was like, it's it's church. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. church because that's that's what they held important, which that was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I will say the only thing is I think the book would have been hard to get, but I'm reading it to see it. Yeah, that's so. the thing. Like we don't ex- we don't uh, we don't see that, so it's just the thing of like it's it's okay, it's fine. Like they they do kind of gloss over a bunch of steps where it's like. But but how do you get that? We want to know that sort of thing. And also, I do want to point out, this is also a thing for, like, the dialogue and also just the character designs in this movie themselves. I'm not talking about the games, obviously. Um, But they're all idiots. They all fall for all the tricks. Tom Holland does, he shows the example of, of swiping something because he's got light fingers and he does the distraction. He's very charming. He is very charming in this. And he swipes a lady's bracelet and stuff and then falls for the same thing that Chloe does to him and steal, and she steals the cross. Why are you this gullible, Nathan Drake? I think the You're point of thief. that. You're a thief. You've been doing this all your life. Why aren't you better at this? I think with that, it was supposed to show that he's still a petty thief. He, he can't do anything big yet. I didn't and then get by that. the end, but by the end, whenever he tricks her and he does like the neuron coordinates, mm-hmm. but I believed she, he grew. But, but why does she in that moment? fall for that? Because he set up a test. Why does she? Why doesn't she? Why does she trust that that's the right one? Because she thought she got one over. Because on him? she thought she trusted her. They all fall for these simple tricks that it's like I feel like you all have done these before, and if you've done these before, then it should be pretty hard for you to fall for these. And they just fall for all the tricks in the book of just like even like Tom Holland, he's super gullible. He's just thinking with the wrong head. Let's be real. What Nate Drake? He's just thinking with the wrong head. No, no, no. I'm talking about with Sully. Oh, I don't know about Sully. He believes Sully right off the bat. Why would you believe Sully? I think that was more wanting to believe his brother was alive. No, that's not the case. Why would you believe Sully at all? Like, he, don't. Obviously, you're not going to think that your brother is dead. 
but you're not going to just trust this dude to go into it and you would expect him to lie because you're a thief. You know he's a thief, so you don't trust them. I think how the relationship should have been built is neither of them trusted each other at first, so they didn't fall for anything, and then they built a relationship and they built some trust and then it would have been more believable. But how they did it was they just or well they're just kind of thrown together. They were they were thrown kind of but like Nate trusts him wholeheartedly up front. He's super gullible, trusts everyone. Why would you do that? You're a thief. You shouldn't trust anyone. And then and then uh he's tricked because he's a very easily tricked British boy. And then he gets all pissy about it and i'm like dude get over it you're the you're the reason this you should be mad at yourself i feel to be like yeah that was dumb of me to believe you so i won't do that anymore but it was just i will say i didn't believe that nate actually liked sully until sully threw the gold at what's her face i still wouldn't like that was the one moment where i was like okay i guess you can start being friends now like that's like a good start but like even then they should have done the whole thing completely different because this was this just it made it for like you're just a gullible idiot and if you're a gullible idiot you cannot survive in this world you can say like he's a petty thief but also like he's been studying this stuff for a long time so he's obviously got some experience in this he's not i don't i think he's more than just a petty thief and if he's and so he has no right to fall for all of these tricks. He falls for all of them, man. Really does. Yeah. I feel like I could trick him. I think the whole point was to just show like how young he is. No. And like how new he is to actually doing this big time. No, I'll tell you what it is. The games do that. They do it way better because they don't focus on like his skill level. His skill level is pretty much the same as throughout the movies as far as I can tell. Uh, but what they focus on is he's kind of a shitty person at the beginning of the games because he's young. He's a thief. He thinks he's in, indestructible because he is because he's a video game character and he thinks that he can do whatever. And then by the fourth movie, it's all about how he's he like lived a life, a normal life. He's on another adventure. He's like making amends with certain with like his girlfriend about stuff because he's like I love doing these adventures and everything it's it's done really well but this if they're wanting to do that they're not doing it well Mm -hmm. don't focus on his skill level that's not what we want we don't want to see him grow in the skill level we want him to see we want to see him do cool stuff right off the bat and then just keep doing cool stuff and then see some character growth but there is no character growth in this I mean, I feel like when he tricked her, that was his character growth. It wasn't exceptional and it wasn't big, but him being able to pull a trick instead of being tricked, I think was supposed to be like, oh, he I still he grew. think that's bad writing because I also feel like she shouldn't have fallen well, for that I, trick. I, I did and say I also, it wasn't great. But also like, yeah, that they all fall for it. Even Sully is just kind of like, I think he'll fall for just, I, oh, I, I want to ask something. Whenever um, they're going into the salt room, they're like, we need both keys. And he's like, well, I'm, I'm not giving you the key. You're and gonna- then he drops it immediately. Yeah. Like, why would you why would he drop it? No reason for dropping it, except Chloe, like, starts making fun of him and starts going like, like, just insulting him of like, huh, couldn't trust anyone. And then he just drops the key. It's like, well, I think it was to prove you, the point. Did he, well, 
did he see it? It was super confusing. Yeah, that was a dumb moment. Because it's not say. a thing. It was funny, but it wasn't like good funny. It was kind of like, eh, that's funny. It was, wasn't, that's random. You know? No, it wasn't even funny. I, I genuinely was like confused. I was like, because if it's like, if it is like you just insult him or just get him going, then he's very easily manipulated. Yeah. Well, he is. They shouldn't be. They should be the manipulators. You're right. Have you ever watched Librarians? Yes. Like the TV show? No, the, I watch actual Librarians. Well, there's a movie and a TV show. I didn't know there was a movie. They're based. The, that is based off a trilogy, a oh, really good trilogy. I didn't know that. Um, you know, um, the thief in that uh, is his name Elijah. Yeah. Something like that. He's in a movie um, similar called Leverage, or not movie, TV show. I haven't seen that, but yeah. that's a good thief. Yeah. That's a good example of a good of a well written thief. Yeah. Why aren't they good thieves in this? They're, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think this movie is bad. I just had a fun time I think with it. it. Ma- I think this movie is really bad, but it makes up for it in being so ridiculously fun. No. I had fun because it was bad. <laughs> I had fun because I thought it was a fun ride. I, I will say the, the pirate ship. Uh, the, battle that at the was end. so good. It was so fun. Well, in the it slow took, motion when they go over, that was stripped straight out of the video game. Was it? It had to be. You it felt know. like such a video game moment. It had to be. I don't know, but I mean, the whole thing felt like a video game moment where I was like, yeah. I believe that this is something that happened in the video games. I know that cargo plane um, thing happened in the video game. And I love that. I will say this. I really love that. Like there are just certain moments throughout the whole thing where you're just like, that definitely was like ripped straight out of the video game. I love being able to see that. I don't. I, th- I see that as like, oh God, why would you do that? That like it starts off with um, you see it from a POV um, standpoint while he's like mm-hmm. you, like falling and stuff the and opening I, and it's like a very like because video games do pov sh- shots all the time and i was just like oh no and then um oh that was another thing for the writing it's like it's such a cliche to do the um here's a point in the middle of the film and then we're gonna cut to the past a flash forward point yeah yeah it's like why do you do that because it also brings up the whole thing with whenever they're in the salt room and they're drowning i know he's fine literally i did i went oh wait we haven't seen the cargo plane yet he's fine the like suspense i guess was supposed to be if chloe died but that lasted like 10 seconds Mm -hmm. there was no point where i was like oh shit is she dead it was literally like it was over before i could even go like oh no like i was just like oh okay i there's no like there's no drama in that. There's no suspense. Edge of your seat suspense. Yes, it's suspense. Awful. That's it. This. I will say this. I liked it. I don't like that there was so much before that scene, though. So, like, I didn't mind that you open up to the scene of him floating off the cargo plane. That's fine. I feel there's. I no- didn't like that there was a whole other adventure before that even was an aspect. They had three heists before that even happened, mm-hmm. like miniature heist before they even got there. Mm-hmm. So it did take a lot of the suspense and edge of my seat off of me. I was like, okay, so what's going to happen to make this work? You know, yeah. I will say that I wish they would have done it. Like just like, I guess I wish they would have a written it better to where it wasn't so choppy yeah. to make it feel like, okay, well it's going to be fine, but I didn't mind it. I just, it also made the third act feel like slow almost Mm -hmm. because you, I liked seeing it from her point of view, but I didn't like, it just, it felt like a repeat. 
Yeah. And I didn't, I, I got There's bored so a little bit. There's so many things wrong with that cliche where it's like, there are, if you're going to do a cliche, you have to make sure you're doing it well. Otherwise the, it's bad. Yeah. And the great example of this cliche, the like flash forwards, flashbacks sort of thing is Deadpool. The first Deadpool. Yes. That is a great example. You it are is, completely because correct. Because it's the, we see great action and then it's flashbacks to the story beforehand but it's a complete it's like a romance and it's something but it's like believable a backstory and it isn't like and then, the yeah. actual plot of the movie but also we also will go every like once in a while go back to the highway scene and then something else happens so it's not just a straight up fight scene colossus shows up and negasonic teenage warhead mm-hmm. and they have an interaction it they keep it interesting and they keep it where you're not going like Oh, right. Um, I, I know he's fine. Also, they work with like the fact that he has a healing factor. So you're not really playing with the like, like he has the cancer thing. You're not, mm-hmm. expe- you're not going like, oh no, is he going to die? You're like, oh, he's going to be a superhero or something like that. They work with it so well to where it's like, okay, we can do this cliche while with this movie it's like, let's that just, kind of took the, let's the just edge of my seat and it's like you've done it in the worst way possible well i guarantee you that's how the game opened up i guarantee it you need to make sure that that's how it opens up before you say that i'm i'm making a, an, a hypothesis here just stop doing that <laughs> um that was one moment where I felt like it was ripped straight from the video game. Like it just well, yeah. felt like it was. Well, I don't know if that's how that game opens, but I will say, but yeah, like the scene is obviously cut from the video game. I do know that for a fact that like that cargo ship, like falling out of it is pretty much shot for shot from, I've seen the mm-hmm. side by sides and is Chloe in the games. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. She might be uh, his future wife or she's someone new. I don't know. Either way, I didn't really care for her. I'd like to see more of her. I don't feel like I got to like know to anything a, about her. I'd like to see a better. That's a that's a great point. If you don't know anything about this character, besides some story that she tells that her dad ran out on her, which is mm-hmm. if you're just saying that, I don't care. Or show it. This movie does a lot of telling, telling and not, not showing. showing. Which is a, like, filmmaking 101. Don't do. Yeah. Well, and my thing is, the only one that actually got flushed out was Nate. No one else really got any actual characterization. You need to flesh out every character. You can't just focus on the main one. And I will say this. Another reason I hate that flashback, flash forward thing is, it not only flashed back to the beginning of the movie it flashed back to this complete other thing of him and his brother tr- look yeah. at the map it that didn't is, even kind is, of like connect in mm, any way as far as i can tell the brother with sam stuff because that is ripped out of the fourth game because he's a big part of that game as far as i know he's not in the other games that was an element they introduced for the fourth one and i do like it i've played not a lot of it but some and it, it's a great game and I'm interested by the Sam stuff. I'm mm-hmm. probably going to uh, maybe keep playing that game because it's great. I like got off track with it and other things happened, but no, like these games are good and there's a good story here. So why can't they do one? I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's the same thing that happened with like Percy Jackson. The director gets in there and he's like, well, I think I can do it better than this already beloved thing. Yeah. And then they just mess it up. Pretty much. 
because <laughs> I mean, I you sent that post about Rick Doran just destroying the guy, the writers, and I mean, he the the explanation alone, he sent like five emails, mm-hmm. very lengthy, and then he had twelve pages of going page by page through the script, just destroying it, yeah, back and forth, and you're just like it's in as and i'm literally like a chapter away from the end of the the fourth book right now Mm -hmm. they just fumbled that ball so hard they thought they were playing basketball and they had a baseball like it is so (laughs) bad i can't even begin to explain and like it's just i hate that people do that with like video games or books and stuff of that nature Mm -hmm. because it takes away from it's a hard thing because like ultimately a film is the shortest form of storytelling. Yeah. And so, but it's also like the biggest. So people are adapting these huge stories and condensing it into two hours. And it's not something that it can't be done, but it's a very hard thing to do. So. I think they keep the wrong things. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it is. I think they choose to keep the wrong things and it leads to bigger mistakes Mm -hmm. in the movie itself. Yeah. Or adaption, I don't know, self. Can we talk about how many scenes there are in this film of just showing how cool and hot uh, Tom Holland's name really Drake is? I didn't mind it. That but, was, that was kind of nice. He was just kind of nice to look at. Yeah, but it showed, <laughs> it showed, it, it shows to my theory that he's, I think he's like getting a really big head as a, I disagree. As an actor. I think they were like, hey, no. we can show Tom Holland shirtless and no. wet with a white shirt on. Let's do it. No, I think it's more. I think it is like him. Like, I think it was one of the reasons why he did take this film. I disagree. Because like, it's not just the shirtless scenes. Like everything he does is this cool, suave, like effortless, like thing. But that's the character he's trying to portray. He's not that in the game. He's got his faults in this character. As far as I can tell, have to know faults. Except he's too he's- trusting. That's like lying. That's like whenever you're in an interview and they ask what your greatest weakness is, you turn it into you say something that's actually a, a good thing. It's like, oh, I, I kind of get to be, I'm kind of OCD, so I'm kind of too organized too much or something. Where it's like, yeah, sure, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like, oh, he's trusting. That means he's likable. But you have to add some sort of element of like, oh, I don't like that about him he's because an actual that's fault. real. Yeah, and he doesn't really have a fault. He's too trusting. That's his fault whatever and then this like everything he does is so cool even like how many times does he dive into water just like it's the most epic thing he dives into water like the coolest man ever yeah he does he takes the biggest leap he dives just perfectly i think you're giving him a little too much credit i think that was the direction no i will lead so much on this diving into the water the workout scenes the bartending um just his like comebacks are just very like he has the comp. I don't know. You just think he's too charming. I think it's too. I think it just it takes me out of it because I'm like, I think this is just you and the fact that you have become this huge star at a young age, and your mentor was Robert Downey Jr. and you're trying to be him, and it's like you don't try to be him. You're either him or you're not, and that's the case of Robert Downey Jr. or Johnny Depp. Um, like it's just. He doesn't have that vibe, but he wants it so bad. Well, yeah, he absolutely does. Have you seen what Tom Holland wears now? Yeah. He's wearing the glasses, the Tony Stark glasses. He does do that. He looks good, though. He's an attractive male. He looks good in anything. That's fair. <laughs> like, he's, I think he's just got a huge head right now. 
I want him to kind of. I want he's to get leading down. with one of the best Marvel movies of all time as one of the most beloved characters. He just starred in a in a uh, video game movie. He's been in more. He, he they Pete. I will say this. He is just kind of being thrown around to anything. I will give you that. But if I was him, I'd have a little bit of an ego too. I mean, that doesn't make it a good thing. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm just saying I, I get I need, it. No, I need him to get knocked down. Otherwise, like it's getting to the point where I'm like, I'm starting to not like Tom Holland. But confidence is it's going to bleed. No, it's going to bleed over because he did this on No Way Home. Actually, this is a small thing. and It doesn't really matter. But he did. So he filmed this film first before mm-hmm. No Way Home. And then. I mean, that's a whole nother question of like, they had more time to edit this. So why is it shitty? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he did this. And on the set of No Way Home, he like, because his stardom has gotten so big, he's like, I will not cut my hair. I like this hair. So we're going to pack it down and put a a wig on it because like, I'm, I'm not doing that. He like stood his ground or something and he felt so proud about it. And it's like, that's fine. I don't care about that. But it's also going to be the case of if he gets even bigger and even bigger, he's going to push the envelope more to where it's going to be like, he's going to think he's a producer on these films. But I, I mean, he probably will start producing. No, I mean, the Spider-Man films. Oh, I don't know about those. Um, I will say though, Michael Rosenbaum in Smallville, he, the reason he left was because he didn't want to have to keep doing, changing his hair. So like that's a different thing. He he left. He didn't leave solely because of that. He left because he was on that show for seven years. That's and he a wanted. Long, yeah. But like a big thing he said play, is like I was tired of shaving my damn head. Well, yeah, that's obviously a tiring thing. Also, but that's not a big thing for it's it's different. You get a different haircut for Tom Holland. Like that's not the same as shaving your head every time. That's true. But also like, and yeah, he wanted to leave that show because if you play a character for that long, it can get tiring. It can get, you kind of will want to get out of it. I mean, he's talking, I've heard him talk about it on his podcast. Yeah, same. Like, yeah. So it's, it's not just the case of like, he, he was tired know, of shaving his but head. But I'm saying like, it's a valid thing to be like, I really don't want to have to keep changing my hair in ABC or Like D. I said, the hair thing is not the big thing for me you think it's leading to something i bigger. think it can lead to something because he's he's getting a really big ego he is i'm starting to not like him <laughs> so I, I want him to like get knocked down a few pegs and come down to earth so that i can be like you're spider-man be a cool guy <laughs> eh, i like him i'm gonna be proved right whenever he does something heinous and when that happens i'll tell you you're right <laughs> fair enough um all right, well. Yeah, I don't really have anything more to yeah, say I'm, on this. I'm pretty good. Should we get into weathering with you? Yes. 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 This, I want to say, just straight off the bat, the animation in this movie is so beautiful. It's be- it's mesmerizing. It's you get so lost beautiful. in it. You, you get really lost do. in There's it. There's a scene where it's literally like just raindrops hitting the ground, and it's so detailed, it's so pretty, and it's like 15 seconds in or something, and I was like, that probably took them hours upon hours to do that scene that's so crazy it's so good oh my god i do also love like america definitely and i'm saying this as an outsider of japan and someone who lives in america but like we have this perception of america of like 
we're kind of shitty. We're a shitty kind of country mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's like, we're not that great. But man, does Japan's movies like fucking romanticize Japan? Because I'm kind of like, Japan looks beautiful. Yeah, you were like, let's move. And I was like, no, nah, man. This movie look, <laughs> makes it look beautiful. Ponyo makes it look beautiful. Like all the Studio Ghibli films kind of make it just look beautiful of the mundaneness of it. And I know that's a Studio Ghibli specific thing. And that's not what this is. Mm-mm, this is definitely more like futurist. Yeah, but I think it's like, it's fair to say that like, I, I think people in Tokyo or yeah, Tokyo, like think their city is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and man, I kind of want to go now. <laughs> I, I definitely want to go to Tokyo, Japan and just be like, I want to see this place. It looks cool. But yeah, the story in this is really nice. I loved the, like even before the love story starts, I love the vibe of just this, this runaway kid. And he like finds a job at this like newspaper article mm-hmm. place and he like has this sort of found family with his boss and whatever and they take care of him and everything. I love the relationship between Suga and Natsumi or not Natsaki. Natsumi. Natsumi. Um, his niece, we find out later. Did you okay, did you think she was his mistress? Well, she does straight up say, like, I know what you're thinking. Yes, it's true. While she is like show, showing so much cleavage. <laughs> I thought she was a mistress until they told us he, she was a point. I know yeah. it was funny. I think I'm going to let you talk first because I, I have a list of like, just, I just really enjoyed these characters. Like it was one, it was a great twist of not even just that, like she was his niece and not his mistress of like, you assume that he's kind of this kind of rough and dirty guy. That's kind of, will take advantage of you or something. And it's just kind of like, maybe he'll, party if he can or something like that he'll probably if there's a hooker there he'll probably like pay for it but it's like no he's actually a loving family man that just wants to see his daughter and it's like he's just trying to make ends meet like yeah like it's uh it's this like amazing i love that twist of him and it made him really enjoyable i loved i i really did like weirdly love like this kid on the run (laughs) yeah i was just kind of like i was proud of him weirdly even though you shouldn't do that you shouldn't go Mm -hmm. on the run but it was just like what an experience though like what a tale to tell of just like yeah i ran away from home and i went to tokyo and for how long was he there i think like six months six months that's a long time to be like hey for six months i was in tokyo and i lived a life like almost like an adult and it was great yeah like right i like chased ghost stories as for my job and Mm -hmm. i had people who cared about me and like i i met these amazing people and i would i would be like holy shit like even if that's not a thing that you should do i'm kind of like i can't argue that man that sounds so nice and stuff like that um really was uncomfortable with the fact that he had a gun (laughs) yeah but uh i think what i loved most about this movie is you didn't only feel uncomfortable because like wow he's 14 or 15 he has a gun you felt uncomfortable he's 16 16, you're right yeah she's 15 Mm -hmm. he's 16 you feel uncomfortable because he you as the audience the movie makes you feel like you're just watching a kid who is in way over his head yeah, absolutely. the entire movie and all of them are it yeah it, it made me uncomfortable that he had a gun but it wasn't like a bad move like mm-hmm. it was they used it really well of if you're a 16 year old kid and you and you get access to a gun you are probably going to hold on to it especially if you're in a new city and mm-hmm. maybe you don't know it that well and then you're a 16 year old with a gun you're probably going to do something stupid with it like 
point it at someone mm-hmm. which um, he does yeah he does this um a few times actually but like it's it's done really well i was just kind of like Mm-mm. I saw a gun and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> well, because the of, uh, red flags went off. What is it? Chekhov's like, gun. No. When you show a gun, it has no, to be shot wait, or whatever. Well, yes, that actually is. A, this is a good example of Chekhov's gun. But also, just no. I just I saw a gun and I I don't like. I don't really like seeing guns in animes. I guess I. That's fair. It's kind of just. It's kind of a a weird thing for me. I guess. But no, it, it did do it well. And um, no. And then we get into the oh, I do want to talk about the brother though. Nagi, the hoe. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh! You said, "Man, this kid's a player." And I, I mean, was like, well, "Yeah, he, says he it is." In the movie, he's that uh, Hodiko says, "Like this kid's a player." When he sees him on the bus, yeah, and it's like, and then throughout the movie, he's a player. And then like how he escaped child mm-hmm. services by calling his ex and another girl, and they are like. Wow, yeah, this kid's we'll popular. I'm like, what the hell is up with this kid, man? He this just must be crazy. that cute, man. I don't know. That is crazy. I was, I couldn't believe it. The confidence to have, because I definitely didn't have that as a kid. No, me either. But it was, I think it was a really fun characterization. Oh, yes, it was fun. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, it was a good contrast from the relationship that Hodaka and Hina had. It was actually, it, well, it was something specific to him that kind of made him a character Mm -hmm. it was it was just like oh this kid's a player and he knows how to use it that's kind of cool and then hina hina and hodaka the main thing the relationship it's a very nice relationship pure love i definitely did believe um that she was 17 though I mean, oh, I did too. Well, it's definitely easier to get away with in anime. Um, yeah, I believed it until someone said it. Look like she's twenty-seven. Yeah, I I believed it until it was revealed. Yeah, like truly, I was like, oh my god, really? Yeah, it made sense though. Like in like hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I can see all of that. Mm-hmm. But I also just. I mean, obviously, like she had to grow up, but she she did grow up. Like she was taking care of things. She was working at, like any jobs that she she could. cooked she at was, home. She yeah, she cooked at home. Like that's not something a fifteen year old is gonna do. It's not even something really a seventeen year old is gonna mm-hmm. do. But if you're put in that situation, you understand why they would. And it was such a great like. Of course, like the police come there and they're like, we're. And you, it's revealed that they're going to end up like separating them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, um, of course, just like, ah, oh, child services, screw them. And it's not a great system, but mm-hmm. it's like the idea is it's for the best and everything. But no, it was just a thing of like, they, I wanted them to just live this really nice life. And then, yeah, I think it was something that the police had left and it was revealed that they were going to come back in the morning and they were like, what are we going to do? And I was like, run away that's kind of all you, you can want do it. and then hodaka's just like we're gonna run away we're gonna be a family let's run away together and i and was just like, like yes, yes <laughs> absolutely i i almost thought about it i was like that's kind of all you can do is yeah. just run away and then I, I love the whole night that they spent in the hotel where it's just like the karaoke and they bath had some, and yeah it was just a fun kind of night to get rid of the stress and everything and, the, and then he gives you know, her the ring gives her the ring weird flash scene <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was. But it was like he gives her the ring and then she's like, Hodoka, do you want it to go away? And da da da. And he's like, Yeah, but like and she just takes that at face value. She doesn't get that he's saying, Yeah, but that's not important. Mm. That's not like what because like, if that was important, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. You know? It was definitely um 
I am a little confused on what is believed in this world because well, obviously, a lot of people see her do this. It's mm-hmm. also on social media. So it's, it's on TV and all yeah, that. Yeah. So it's like, is I'm thinking it's a world where it's like, oh, there are sunshine girls and people know that. And like, there are these weird little fish water things and people know that because they see it on like these, like, they're like crabs or something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so this is a kind of magical world and people know that. But then like, once she disappears, Hodaka like tries to explain to the police like what happened. And they're like, oh, this kid's crazy. Well, it's because they all had the same dream. Everyone in Tokyo had the dream that she sacrificed herself. Yeah. So why don't they believe them? Because they all just think it was a circumstance. They they just think it's some dumb dream they had. So they don't believe that it actually happened. They they think Kodoka just believes in his dream. But just like they. But they believe that they believe that sunshine girls are a thing, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't you believe that? Because they think that's that so magical. And because crazy. in their eyes, they're watching a 16 year old kid say, oh, my gosh, this girl just I need to go find her. And they're like, OK, we don't believe that she went and sacrificed herself. We believe she's just still on the run away from you. If I lived in a world where there are weird little rain creatures that are made of water and if you touch them, they turn to steam and there are sunshine girls and rain girls, by the way, I was interested in. Me I like, as well. I had like this whole uh, fantasy or like fanfic of like it's set in a like a f- like a series of farms and there are a bunch of farmers like struggling to grow crops. And so they bring in the rain girl and she does the prayers and then rain comes and they get like food and like famine is over and everything. I was like, Oh, I kind of would have liked to have seen that movie as well as this one. That's more studio Ghibli though. This felt very studio Ghibli. It did, but it, it, that like, was like, that reminds me of like, um, my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, that's true. That was what I, I guess for art style, that's what I was imagining in my head. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, yeah, if I lived in this world where there are these weird water creatures and there are sunshine girls that can make rain go away from praying, I'd be like, okay, I'm a little more um, going to believe someone that's like, hey, this sunshine girl that you know of, by the way, it's her specifically. It's the one on the news. Um, it's also like if she does that so often, she can disappear. I'd be like, do we want to like check into that or something? Is she okay? Like, <laughs> it, I know they do ask like where is they ask him where she is, and but he's like, like she's I on would top. Kinda, of- like, I would believe his story a bit of like, okay, hold up, because this is a weird world. <laughs> I think it was more just a plot device. No yeah. one believes them, so he has to escape. And then, well, and well, I'll get into that whenever mm-hmm. I go through my list. But um, I think it was mainly just a plot device to give him another obstacle. Yeah. And I mean, and he had a few obstacles before he was able to walk through the gate and get to her. Yeah, I definitely... You had said you had cried during the scene where he's running on the railroad. He's running on the railroad, and then I cry. I start really crying whenever he rocks through the gate and then he sees her and then he's trying to grab her and it i did i literally cried last night watching this movie because <laughs> i was just like oh my god it's so beautiful i Ugh. um i didn't cry during this film that being said i um i did split it up so that probably had something to do with it it is a momentum thing yeah definitely um but also i don't know it's very hard to make me cry um but the thing like of that bunch that really got to me was 
whenever he pulls a gun and the cops have their guns on him because I in that moment talk about like believing like maybe there's some risk and there's that someone you care yeah. about in this movie can die I was so scared that Hodaka was gonna get shot and I was just I was on the edge of my seat man I was like do not kill this kid I will be so furious if this kid gets shot I would have liked it as much as I do if he got killed dude I would have like I mean it would have I would have respected it I would have respected the hell out of it but I would have um, I would have been so bummed out where it's just, but man, like great on that scene for making me believe that. And then like Suga slaps the shit out of him and for then, making him trying uh, to get him to believe. But then he does the 180 uh-huh. and like, um, is like fighting for him. But also just before that, he's also just going like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Like uh-huh. he, it's very obvious. Like he's like, do not point a kid, do not point a gun at a kid. Point a kid at he a gun. He doesn't know. No. He's again. <laughs> He's just a kid way in over his head. Yeah, absolutely. And then Nagi just tackles the other one. And he's like, you did this. You fix it. Yeah, I did like him screaming that. But also uh, he tackled that cop. And I was like, Nagi, don't tackle the police. They will shoot you. Um, But yeah, no, this was a fantastic film, man. It was I, it is I, I one of my perfect films. I know I've said that for the last like three. I recommend you, but it I truly think is. You just need to come up with a new term. I do. It is one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, absolutely. It and truly I understand why. is. This is. It's very art. It's very good art. It's great storytelling, and I, I, I cared about this. Like I wanted. I, I, I wanted what happened. Like I wanted when she disappeared, I was like, I want her back. I want them mm-hmm. to get together. Whenever he comes back, I was like, I reality kind of sets in when um, it's the flash forward and oh yeah, they Tokyo's flooded in this, mm-hmm. which is kind of, I was amazed that they were like, yeah, it's flooded. I was like, damn, okay. It's um, true. If you, if she doesn't sacrifice herself, it floods. I know, but a lot of movies won't do that. They'll find a thing where it's like everything worked out in the end. And but so I'm like, kudos for just being like, oh, it's flooded. <laughs> and I think shit happens. That is one of my. That's probably like my favorite part of the whole movie is he goes through this whole adventure and he picks her over mm-hmm. Tokyo itself, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I don't care about the sun. I don't care about anything if you're not there. Mm-hmm. And then, and he does a thing that. In TV shows, you don't get to do, or in movies, you they don't usually get to do. They ha- they usually end up sacrificing themselves. They make the yeah. adult decision. Yeah. When Suga and I wrote it down, the line where he's like, "Maybe it's good that she did it if it means it's not going to rain anymore or whatever." Yeah. Like that. That was his like narcissist moment. Though, yeah. That where was, it was like he was in a very state of like all he cares about is being with his daughter, and, and the I rain. Get it. Is getting in the way of that. And, so. I, and, and I got that. But like, I think that showed the difference between them. Whereas he was like, let her sacrifice herself. It'll fix this. It'll stop this from happening. Whereas Hodoko was like, no, I, think I it's will a more not. Human thing to not even like adult. I think it's a more human thing to be like, no, that's ridiculous. We're not sacrificing anyone. For I this. agree. Hodoka is the most pure, innocent part. And it's because he's 16. He can still make mm-hmm. those decisions and not fully understand the effect it's going to have. And I mean, and even at the end, the whole time he's like, I feel like I should say I'm sorry. Da, da, da. And then he sees her. I, w- and he's yeah, like, I, to, I had a point on that. I got we got off track. But um, I. I was afraid that once some time had been taken apart, that it was going to be like, there was a three year difference Mm -hmm. that it was going to be, um, that it, it wasn't as pure or something or something was going to happen where it's just like, 
uh, it's been crazy, but I, but they didn't do that. They went with like just riding the vibe and just going like once they saw each other, even three years later, they just were so Instant. happy to see well, each and other. Well, he was like, no, I'm glad I made that decision. That was yeah. the best decision I ever made because you're here now. I agree. And like he didn't regret it. And that showed that that decision was not only the a hard one to make. But it was hard in a completely different way. Because, like, yeah, she was like the Vampire Diaries or, like, Supernatural, <laughs> where they're just like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice myself for you, bro, yeah, or something yeah. like that. Where in this, the obstacle was evading it to the point of you'll choose them over whatever disaster is going to come. Yeah. Whereas in the shows, it always ends up being like, okay, I'll sacrifice myself for the cause. Yeah. And I, I think that really just, it well, just it's so like powerful. That. Yeah, she was. But he said no. I, mean, he, I could and, bring up the point that Sam was always like, no. <laughs> yes, but Sam also did it himself. Yeah. Hodoka wouldn't, he would have done There's it. There's a but, lot of reasons yeah. why Supernatural is. Supernatural is his own thing. It's different. But, you get, but it was more just a metaphor yeah, yeah. of, yes, she did it. And he would have done the same thing. But the thing is, I don't know if she would have chose, I, I, I hope to believe that she would have said, okay, no, you're not doing that. But he did. He was like, no. Mm-hmm. you're staying here because i love you yeah and you're i'm this is meant to be yeah and it was just so powerful mm-hmm. and then when he and then after three years of thinking about it non-stop without talking to her he stills like no i'm glad i made that decision yeah i think and it's it, just i think it's a i also just love that this kid like there are so many things that he does where i probably wouldn't think to do because it's not how i think things are supposed to happen where it's like this kid does not care about like even his own save. It's like whatever it takes. And I'm like, I probably would see a fence that has the barbed wire on it and go like, I can't hop that. And he's just like, I just got to get over it. And, and then he cuts himself in the process and it's like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. And it's like, Oh shit. Okay. And like, I wouldn't ever think of cr- jumping a barbed fence, but he does. And like he just like running away from the police i wouldn't even think about doing that and he's just like it doesn't matter and he just goes for it and i think it's like so crazy and i think not in a bad way i'm like good i kind of want to think mm-hmm. like that a bit more of just kind of getting outside of a box i i kind of feel like i'm in and yeah yeah i really enjoyed this film yeah uh i have a list of yeah. things i would like to talk about um apart from our just basic thing um you know hodoko is being abused correct yeah cool um love the found family aspect we talked about that in both circumstances yeah. with suga and natsuki and with well that's uh nagi and hina well that's not a found family that is a family yeah <laughs> that's his family that's fair yeah um I think one of my favorite parts about this movie is that these are just kids who got in way over their head. Yep. The music itself is a character in this movie. Like, it's not an actual, like, person, but it is well, I know its what own, you mean like, by that, thing. And, cause, I like, don't... And, I didn't notice the music. But I think... But I think... I have the idea that for mo- movies, good soundtrack is w- one where you don't notice it. Because if you're... That's fair. Because it's it's supposed to be a subconscious thing where it's it's supposed to provoke emotions from you. And if you're noticing the soundtrack from it, you're not having the emotions that it's wanting to do. So I didn't notice it. And that's probably a good thing because I just was involved. For me, I didn't notice it to my second rewatch. 
because then I was like, oh, this music, I I remember the feeling it made me feel, you know, Mm -hmm. the first time I'm with you generally just right over my head. Mm -hmm. But the second time and the third time, it just hits just as hard. Mm -hmm. And that was just so nice. And it also that you said it was episodic and it is because there's like those it has like those like random like. They look 30 like, second like intros like anime yeah, they, shows they have like, i thought that too i was like because they're like that's the only time where i noticed the songs or something because it was um yeah they looked like anime intros where it was like oh are we doing like a new story or so a new episode or something um but i really enjoyed it because it did um it, it stopped pretty you like enjoy it for a moment and then it just goes back into mm-hmm. the story and i'm like oh okay this is i like this and i guess that's when i said the music itself as a character okay um it's more those moments um i have the sunshine spirit that nagi dresses up as hanging in my car what is the the little white thing with oh, the red ribbon oh, Alyssa yeah. got me one i just thought it was cute one to share yeah um love that uh the guy from your name made a cameo so this is the the guy who created this movie. This is the second one. Mm-hmm. And in the first one, it's called your name. And there's a whole story. Basically a comment's going to hit. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or it's passing and that's, it's also really good. And he's the guy whenever they visit and they're doing like a little fire for someone who passed, like the grandpa that passed. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. the guy that walks out and talks to Hodaka. Okay. And I just, and I didn't like grandson. Yeah. I didn't realize that the first two times I watched it. Cause I didn't watch your name till after mm-hmm. I didn't, this is the first time I've watched it since then. And I just thought that was a nice little piece, you yeah, know? Absolutely. I um, have to. Um, so I think the like anime movies, Besides Studio Ghibli ones that I'm there on my list are I'll add that one your name and then um I I it's a silent voice mm-hmm. and you're lying April yes you're lying April's a TV show though oh is it really yes oh I didn't know that I own okay. your name it's not on anything so when you get to it just let me know okay um I love how protective the little brother is. I loved how like he was like, if you're gonna date my sister, you gotta get her something nice. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then like again, the scene when he's like beating up the cop, and he's like, "You me- messed it up. You lost her. You have to go get her." Because and like and it it, it was a follow through. Because in the beginning, he was like, "You better not hurt my sister." Yeah. And I I love that aspect that he truly like they truly care about each other, and it's just a really nice found family within that. Um. Well, it is his family, but like for Hodaka the shot when she crosses the gate for the first time whenever she's like talking about the memory and she like pauses and like you can just see the rain freeze around her yeah beautiful um everything Abs- it was but Honestly, like that one just always like hits everything in this film is beautiful to me even like the the background art it's different mm-hmm. than the animation style it um it's it's so pretty it looks kind of like a painting i guess mm-hmm. Or not even a painting, but just like a really detailed drawing. Yeah. And it's not the the same style as the anime, but it just on its own is so beautiful. And I noticed it from just like, because there are a few like aerial shots of the city and it's so gorgeous. And I was just, I was blown away by it, really. Um, And then the line is, if you could fix this crazy weather with one sacrifice, I'd be fine with it. And that was Suga's line. Mm -hmm. Very powerful. And I think that also showed the symmetry that Natsuki said of they're basically just the older and younger version of each other. Oh, and, yeah. and Hodaka stopped his accident where Suga couldn't. Yeah. Very interesting. Good parallel. Um, 
when they first enter the hotel and they like sit down and they're just talking that was good um the run we already talked about that his fight with suga we yeah. didn't get into too much um the, that, that was, was just such a great so, moment yeah just a great scene of suspense it was mm, um and i also love that suga adopted nagi Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, whenever he shows a picture and then he's like, just go talk to her. He adopted both of them. Wait, is it like confirmed he adopted both of them? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. I, th- I thought they just were like... I, at I, least I re- Nagi. I'm not sure about Hina, but at oh, least Nagi. Well, I just was like, oh, he stuck around. That's interesting. <laughs> it was uh, cute. That's cute. No. Um, And then Rain, the cat. I just love the yeah. cat and he gets so fat. I love him. That's it. <laughs> That's really all my notes. I just, and I just, I love this movie. It is 10 out of 10. One of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. It's like number four on my list. Like I love this movie with yeah. a burning passion. I, I really do understand why. Um, Yeah, it was a, beautiful beautiful film in multiple different ways and people should absolutely watch this yeah a hundred percent no even if you don't like anime yeah you don't um, have to it gave me ponyo vibes yeah and i i love ponyo i also love i know i haven't really seen any of the other studio ghibli films besides um my neighbor totoro but man i it it feels like it's gonna be hard to beat ponyo for me I heard Spirited Away is pretty good, and so yeah. is Princess Minoke and Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that those are, well, I've heard they're all great, but it's still just, I don't know, I just, 10 out of 10, I loved Yeah, Ponyo. Ponyo's great. I loved it so much, man. So, it's just off-brand it, Little really, Mermaid, and I love it. Yeah, and this really did have, like, those vibes a lot of the time of just, like, water, and there's some mm-hmm. sort of weird mythical element going on there, and... It, yeah i just i don't know no i loved it man i'm 100 percent with you yep <laughs> um well with that would you like to recommend me my next movie i have to watch yeah we're gonna switch it up because we've been doing some really like artistic m- movies artistic meaningful not on purpose but <laughs> i did it last time on purpose uh, but you i know, just literally wanted you to watch yeah, it right. <laughs> uh, but you're gonna watch the crow the crow oh you brought that up before yes uh this is brandon lee's um uh, final film he he died on set of this film he's bruce lee's son um and this is a this is a vertigo comic adaptation which mm-hmm. is owned by dc and it's a great film it's so good it's very 90s and very goth but um it's done well like the and the later movie the crows movies um they're not done well with the goth stuff but uh this one was this looks like a lot it handled it really well is it like it's very 90s but gory? It's like, yeah is it like lost boys gory i haven't seen lost boys how would you compare what would you compare it to uh just out of curiosity that's that's kind of hard for me to do i'll be honest um i don't know it's just it's a very 90s i feel like that any other like thing i would compare it to is something from the 90s so um I don't know it's it is it's a lot it's dark and it's it's very 90s but it's like good 90s the good yeah, parts no, I'm, of it I'm down. so no this is um i think you're gonna enjoy it it's a fun ride it's got some very emotional beats to it but and some great action you um, really flipped the script with this one yeah absolutely but no <laughs> i no this is what i was gonna recommend before um i watched sing street and mm-hmm. i was like i gotta recommend sound of metal and then it was, was like yeah and then for this i was just like i gotta do i'm gonna do the crow because i think it's a great film i know i'm gonna recommend you next 
Yeah, you. I think you know what you're gonna recommend me for like maybe the rest of the month. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at least the next like four podcasts. <laughs> Great. I'm not that far ahead. That's I've fine. got some ideas. I have a list. I just kind of went. I'm like, oh, I should make him watch that. I had just keep going. Have you watched V for Vendetta? No, but I own it. <laughs> okay. Because you recommended it, and I trust you your know, opinion it actually, that much. It might. It, v for Vendetta is actually a good. Um, they're very similar. Okay. In terms of the gore, I guess. But you haven't seen that, so No. That's uh, okay though. No, but I'll I'll make you watch that soon. That's fine. All right, guys. Well that is all I have to say. Yeah, same. All right. Well we this will leave this to, to be, be continued. continued. See you next time, guys.